0: I cannot and will not recant anything for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe here i stand i can do no other so help me god martin luther Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and in today's episode, we're setting the record straight, historically speaking, on a man who has been elevated to near-sainthood over the past 500 years. Let's look at some pervasive myths about Martin Luther, hero of the Protestant Reformation. Obviously, your view of Martin Luther will be colored to at least some degree, by which side of the Protestant-Catholic divide you fall on. Thankfully, that divide has narrowed greatly since Luther's time, but it still does exist. And even if you have no affiliation with either group, it's important to know the facts about a man who had a massive and undeniable impact on Western civilization as we know it. The first myth about this former Augustinian monk we should address is that on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the church door at Wittenberg, officially announcing his break with the Catholic Church. This is the foundational myth, not only about Luther himself, but about the Reformation itself. The fact is, there's just no proof that Luther ever nailed the theses on the church door. There's no record of the event until more than 30 years later. It is a fact that he sent them to the Pope for his review. But even if he actually did post them on the church door, it was simply the equivalent of inviting debate among scholars, like posting an event on a bulletin board or today in an online post. It's worth noting that the majority of his 95 points in the theses were in line with Catholic doctrine at the time. As to the touchstone point the Reformers pointed to both then and now regarding the sale of indulgences, the issue was not that he attacked indulgences, which were and are widely misunderstood, but rather that he claimed the Pope had no authority to grant the indulgences at all, contrary to official church teaching. It should also be remembered that at first, Luther's only goal was a reform of bad church practices, of which there were many at the time. Had he and Johann Eck, the papal representative who opposed him, not gotten into such an intractable battle of wills, Luther might today be seen as a church reformer in the mold of St. Francis of Assisi rather than a heretical rebel by Catholics and a savior by Protestants, because there would be no Protestants. Sadly, events ranging from the Pope not grasping the gravity of this situation to the German princes seeing an opportunity to break from papal control caused the simple call for reform to spiral out of control. This was aided by Luther's excitable and often violent nature Which leads us to myth number two. Myth number two is that Luther was a man of peace and calm, hounded by a reactionary church. Luther was many things, but he was neither calm nor peaceful during much of his life. He was impetuous and hard-headed to boot, as evidenced by his vow to become a monk if he survived a thunderstorm. He had been in training to be a lawyer to a stubborn refusal to recant his attacks on the Pope. As for peaceful, consider the following. These are all quotes directly either from Luther or his writings. In his book, The Jews and Their Lies, he writes that the Jews are, quote, a serpent's brood and one should burn down their synagogues and destroy them. In August 1538, During a conversation about witches who spoil milk, eggs, and butter, he said, I would have no compassion on these witches. I would burn them all. In his statement concerning Roman Catholic authorities, he wrote, Why do we not rather assault them with arms and wash our hands in their blood? Finally, After his writings caused a peasant revolt, not just against the authority of the church, but against the German nobles as well, he wrote another work in support of the nobles called Against the Murdering, Thieving Hordes of Peasants, in which he called on the nobility to kill all the rebels. 130,000 people died as a result, and this was before the wars of religion even began. Truly a man of peace. The final myth about Luther that has tenaciously survived is the false claim that he was the first person to translate the Bible into German, giving the scriptures to the people for the first time. This is patently false. There were, by Luther's time, at least 18 German translations of the entire Bible prior to his edition, and over 90 editions of the Gospels. However, Luther's fame and the new printing press made his edition famous and thus the only one people remember. It also played into the further myth that Luther was giving the word of God back to the people after the church had withheld it from them for so long. Now, there are many more myths about Luther out there. His Here I Stand quote from the epigraph of this episode probably never happened. But these three in particular show that rather than a saintly reformer, he was often an impetuous, angry divider, who harmed Christendom as a culture and Christian unity as well in ways that may never be reversed. This is not what many want you to know, but history bears it out. Here I stand. I can do no other. We'll see you next time.